Thank you so much for joining us at Remnant Church Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more or support this ministry, please go to remnantchurch.church. And now, the message from Pastor Caleb. Today I want to preach a message I've entitled, What God Doesn't See. What God Doesn't See. I'll ask you to keep the moving down to a minimum now. What God doesn't see. Today I want to look at the story of the Israelites. Uh, we in the Bible, the Israelites are up and down. In the Bible, they're rebellious and they repent. And they are rebellious and they repent and God restores them. It's up and down, up and down. They are not what you would call faithful, yet God was faithful to them. I don't know if that's anybody in here. I can't boast about my faithfulness to God, but I can boast about His faithfulness to me. Is there anybody in this house this morning who knows what I'm talking about? <clears throat> and because of this, this season of obedience, and we're going to be coming out of the book of Numbers, because of this season of obedience, God has given them great victory. God has given them great victory and they're going from place to place and they're winning wars and, and they're taking land and, and, they're, and God is blessing them. And they come upon a city uh, of Moab and um, the, the king of Moab looks from, uh, from, from a high place, from, from a hill or a mountain and he sees this great crowd of people, these Israelites, a large number of people, and he gets scared. So he comes up with this idea. He says, I know what I'll do. He's worried that they'll come in, the Israelites are going to come in and use up all their resources and all these things they're worried. And they've heard of the victories that the Israelites have won because of the God that they serve. And so they are worried, and, and, and this king, King Balak, who's not a man of God, gets this um, prophet to, uh, he pays him uh, to come and prophesy or curse, really, curse these Israelites. So he says, I've got some money. And he tells his people, he says, go find Balaam, the prophet, and tell him I need him to curse these Israelites. So that's what they do. They go, they, messengers go, and they tell Balaam and say, hey, Balaam, this is what Balak said, the king of Moab. He wants you to curse the Israelites. Balaam says, no, 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 I'm not doing that. I, I, I'm not, I, I don't know that I can do that. I, I, I've heard about these people. They serve God and the Jehovah, and I'm just not sure that I can do that. I don't feel right about it. But they talked him into doing it anyway. So he tells Balak, and we'll just pick up in uh, chapter 23, verse 19. He tells uh, Balaam, I've got to talk to God. If you want me to curse these Israelites, I'm going to have to talk to God and God's going to have to talk to me. Now, this is not a man of God. Did you know that? God can do anything. In fact, God speaks through a donkey. Yeah. The donkey opens his mouth and says, we don't need to be doing this, Balaam. So God can use anybody. I stand up here every morning. I remind myself, God can use a donkey. He can use me. He can speak through me. It's very important not to think too much of yourselves. Because God can use anybody. 
Some of you looked, you came here today and you thought, oh, here's another thing with drug addicts and all this stuff. I, I thought this church was for drug addicts. And you'd be right, I'm for drug addicts. I'm for drug addicts, I'm for homosexuals, I'm for sinners, it don't matter what you do, immorality, it doesn't matter, a prostitute, whatever it is, I'm for you. You know why? Because God is for you and God can take you and make you and use you to build his kingdom. Yep, so I'm standing here today not because I got it all together, but because I know the one who does. So he asked this false prophet to curse the Israelites. So he asked God, he said, God, can I do this? And he gets a message from God. And Jamie, this is what he reports back to King Balak. God is not a man that he might lie. Now you've got to remember this about the Israelites. They were gods, they are God's chosen people. They're not God's chosen people because they do everything right. In fact, right now, the Jewish people still have not accepted Jesus Christ. As a whole, they believe Jesus is a fraud. Yet, they are still God's chosen people. And God is going to bring them back. He's going to bring them to a place of repentance. So I want you to understand that for just a moment. Who these people are. They're not perfect in their behavior. No, they're the most wishy-washiest people you've ever met. In fact, we read in the Bible where they were worshiping Jehovah, our God, and then you they turn right around and they'd be worshiping some false God. They're not God's chosen because they're perfect. They're God's chosen because... God chose them. And he chose them in spite of them. <laughs> and he chose me in spite of me. Let me find somebody that ain't perfect. Them people over there, they looking weird at me. I said, he chose me in spite of me. Is anybody in this section glad that God chose you? Anybody over here glad God chose you? in spite of you. So he's chosen them. And then this is what Balaam hears from God. And this is the message he, come, he brings back to Balaam. God is not a man that he might lie or a son of man that he might change his mind. What was, what was, what was Balaam supposed to do? Curse these people. But he said, <laughs> I talked to God and I can't curse them. Because you can't curse what God calls blessed. And I just go ahead and preach a little bit. You don't, you don't you dare count out who God counts his. Don't you dare write off who God has written down in the Lamb's book of life. No matter how many times they failed, I'm telling you the Bible says a righteous man falls seven times, but he gets back up. This life ain't about perfection. It's about getting back up. Well... God's not a man that he might lie or the son of man that he might change his mind. And this reminds me of Romans chapter 11. I, got, I ain't got nothing but good news today, all right? Romans chapter 11. It says, since God's gracious gifts and calling are irrevocable. Stop right there. Now, God's gifts, that's plural. But calling is singular. 
This isn't speaking of when they, or it could, but it's not, not exactly, this is not what it's exactly speaking of. You can, you can take that and make it sing. You can use it for like, I'm called a pastor. I always heard it like that. I'm called a pastor and my, the calling I got on my life is irrevocable. Or I'm called to uh, be an, uh, an apostle. Or I'm called to be a prophet. And that's your, but that's not what it's talking about. Or it would have said the callings. Would it have not? It said the calling. What is the calling? That was that moment when you were a sinner. And you can't come to Jesus on your own. The Bible says the Father has to draw you. And in the process of this drawing, Jamie, what will he do? He will call you. This is the calling that the Bible is speaking of right here. The calling of God. I don't know maybe if it was five years ago, ten years ago, or five minutes ago. But there was a time, if you're saved, that God called you. You didn't call him first. You think, I called on God and God answered me. No, 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 no. That's not how this thing works. You ain't smart enough to call on God. You ain't wise enough to call on God. You cannot call on God on your own. First, God has to call on you. The Bible says you didn't choose him, he chose you. The Bible says you love him because he loved you first. This is a, listen, to understand, you've got to understand. Understand, to understand his love, you got to understand it's all past tense. Before, what do I mean? For God so loved the world, you had nothing to do with it. He loved the world. The Bible says while you were yet a sinner, Christ died for you. And before you could call on him, he called you. And when you accept this call, this calling is irrevocable. In other words, he ain't going to change his mind about you. Now, people will. I said people will. Oh, that Pastor Caleb, he is such a good preacher. That's the Lord. Y'all got to come over and hear Brother Caleb. I'm telling you, he is a dynamite. Oh, wonderful. I don't take, hey, I appreciate the compliments, but I don't take them uh, to heart very much. I done been in this thing long enough to know. They can pick you up, build you up. Two weeks later, they'll tear you down. <laughs> Two weeks later, the best preacher they ever heard is a sorriest, no good, sack of stuff. Right? Nothing. So I don't get my own, I don't, I don't let that build, my, build me up to, I used to, but then I had too many disappointments, too many broken hearts. Now I understand man will change their mind about you. But let me tell you somebody who will not change his mind about you. Hey, let me tell you about Jesus who will call you and the calling is irrevocable. Can't be changed, won't be reversed. This is the calling of God. And this is good news. Because I have, I have, I don't know about you, I have failed since I've gotten saved. I have fell flat on my face. But you know what? It never scared the Lord. And listen, some of y'all, some of us, we forget about God's grace after we get saved. We sing Amazing Grace today, we get saved, and then we check out on grace. We start doing it on our, on our own. And when we fail, we just fall. But let me tell you, not me. When I fall, I fall into grace. When I fall, I fall into his goodness. When I fall, I fall into his love. And let me tell you the good thing about that. If you fall and you don't have any grace to catch you, you're going to hit the ground hard. But when you fall into grace, grace is there to teach you how to live righteously and soberly. Grace will catch you and propel you and push you forward. I thank God for the grace of God. I thank God for the calling. He said, I can't do anything with them. God is not a man that he should lie. 
God is not the son of man that he might change his mind. Does he speak and act not or promise and not fulfill? I have indeed. Next verse, look what it says. I have indeed received a command to bless. And since he has blessed, God has blessed the Israelites. Since he has blessed, I cannot change it. <laughs> well, hallelujah. Stop right there. Since he has blessed. I'd circle that. I'd underline that. I'd take a picture of it. I'd Snapchat it. I'd tweet it. I'd Facebook it. I'd, I'd just make a big deal about that, this right here. Why? Why, Pastor? And this is why. Since he has blessed. See, your enemy knows you're blessed. I said, your enemy knows you're blessed. Satan knows you're blessed. Satan has a better understanding and revelation of who you are in Christ than you do. So you, want, you wake up kind of scared of the devil. But the devil is scared of you. You hear what I said? Oh, I'm scared of the devil. Oh, I hope the devil leaves me alone today. The devil is saying, I hope Alicia leaves me alone today. I hope, I hope to God, Kevin, don't realize who he is in Christ today. I hope, I hope he don't, I hope he don't pray today in faith. I hope today, I hope today Michael doesn't trust God today. I hope today, I hope he doesn't pray to God. Oh, I hope he doesn't. He wakes up scared. You say, I don't know if he's scared of me. I'm telling you, he ain't scared of you, but he's scared of the God in you. I pray today we'd get a revelation of who we are in Christ. I pray we'd get a revelation of who we are in Christ. I said, I pray we'd get a revelation of who we are in Christ. I said, I pray we'd get a revelation. I, I pray we'd begin to see ourselves like the enemy sees us. He said, since he has blessed, I cannot change it. Mm, hallelujah. Oh, I may be going through some stuff, but I'm blessed. I may, I may have a problem with this thing in my life, but I'm still blessed. I want to tell somebody right now, you might be struggling, but you're secure in your struggle. I said you're secure in your struggle. I said you're secure in your struggle. You might, you, hey, you might be walking one day and crawling the next, but baby, keep on moving. Keep on moving. Keep on moving because you're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. And he said, I can't change it. Now, this next verse blows my mind. I want you to put it up there. What, look at this. He have this is the next, I can't change it. And then it goes right to this. Did you know Satan is an accuser of the brethren? Talk back to me, talk back. I said, did you know Satan's an accuser of the brethren? Did you know he'll blame you for things? Did you know he tells the truth sometimes? He don't always make it up. He'll bring, he'll, 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 he'll remind you of the thing you've done. But you know what he'll say, and that's truth, you've done it. But then he'll say, but if you was really saved, you wouldn't have done that. 
Julian, Julian, he don't do those things. The pastor, he don't do those things. Sister me, mama, she don't do those things. Cheryl, ain't no way she does those things. You are a hypocrite. That's what Satan will tell you. Will he not? He will accuse you. He'll bring up your past. That which has been erased. That which has been forgiven. That which has been washed under the blood. He'll bring it up to your... He'll, he'll get you to wallow in guilt and shame. But Romans chapter 8 says, There is therefore now no guilt. There is no shame. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after His Spirit. He said, since he's blessed, I cannot change it. And I could hear, now the Bible doesn't say this, but I could hear King Balak saying, yeah. But now, they hadn't always worshipped God. I, they was worshipping our God the other day. They was worshipping Baal the other day. And I seen how they treated that person the other day. They ain't doing everything just right. And then Balaam the prophet said, "Yeah, but let me tell you, let me tell you what God said." <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Let me tell you, I understand, but let me tell you what God said. God said, I have not beheld iniquity in Jacob, that's Israel. Neither hath I seen any perverseness in evil. Wait, in Israel, wait just a minute. Oh, huh? I just told you in my intro that Israel was jacked up. That they'd worship God one day, they'd turn around and be worshiping another God the next they are the epitome of wishy-washy. Yet God says, I don't see any iniquity. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't. See, when Satan comes and starts reminding you, he don't believe it. He knows, he, he, know, he's, he knows the truth. Satan's just hoping you don't believe it. Satan's hoping you don't know the truth. That you won't trust what I'm telling you today to be the truth. And Satan will tell you, wait just a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You are not all that. Y'all up there dancing. Up there doing your thing. And then Satan's going to say, you don't need to be dancing up there. There's going to be some people at Remnant Church. They know you. Let me just talk to y'all. Some of y'all said, I won't never go to that church over there. They know me over there. Some of you said about others, I would never go to that church over there. I know people over there. You're right. You may know some people over there. I have never got up here and said, this church is for perfect people. Because it ain't. If you're perfect... You ain't going to fit in around here. If you feel like you're getting everything right and hitting the nail square on the head, you ain't going to like it over here. 
Because we ain't good at lying about things over here. We ain't good about being, we, we ain't good about hiding things over here. We're good about being transparent. We're good about being real. We're good about counting on the grace of God to catch us when we fall. We're about Jesus here. And Satan will come. He'll tell you, no, you've done this and you've done that. And then this is what you've done. But listen, look what God says. This is what God says about you. This is justification by faith, not works. This is the greatest teaching doctrine in the Bible, that you are saved, Carl, not by your works. You're not unsaved by your works. You are saved by the grace of God. Hmm. I'll never get to a place where I stand before God and say, all right, God, look at me. Look at me. Check me out. I'm good. No. -uh. Oh no. But I will say, okay, God, check me out through the blood of your son Jesus. Not because I don't I don't stand in confidence today because of my works or my ability or my strength, but I can stand without fear. And one day we will all stand in the presence of God. I'm talking about in the presence of God. And we don't have to fear. Because when God sees us, He won't see our failure. He won't see our times of doubt. He won't see our times of giving in to temptation. Are you hearing me online? But when God sees you, He will see the blood of Jesus. And when He sees the blood of Jesus, He'll think about His Son. And when He thinks about His Son, He'll think about perfection. And He'll say, well done, my good and faithful servant. I don't see your sin and that's what he said he said I've not seen any perverseness in Israel <laughs> the Lord his God is with him I bet if the Israelites heard this they would probably say what did you hear what he said he didn't see it last Thursday it ain't that God didn't see last Thursday you didn't see last weekend. No, it ain't that God didn't see last weekend. But God loves you enough. The Bible says that when we sin, we have an advocate. We have an advocate. I say we have an advocate, one that stands in our place, fights for us. We have an advocate with the Father. He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. When God sees me, Kevin, he doesn't see my mess ups and my failures. Nah, when he looks at me, he says, I don't see any perverseness in Caleb. <laughs> I don't see no iniquity. I don't see any iniquity in Caleb. No, I see the righteousness of God. Colossians chapter 3 verse 3. I'm going to give you a reason to shout. The Bible says when you come to Jesus that your life, look what it says, you died and your life is hidden with Christ. What died? Your past. Your sin. The things you hate about yourself. The things you wish you would have never done died. And now my life is hidden with Christ in God. Next part of this scripture. If you go back to the story in the book of Numbers chapter 23, it says this. 
It says, neither have I seen any iniquity. Put, put that title up there. That, that title, that's not the title. Yes, there. I, I hadn't beheld any iniquity in Jacob, neither seen any perverseness in Israel. And then he said this, the Lord God is with them. And the shout of a king is among them. Well, this was a large group of people. That's what scared King Balak. That's why he's called this prophet over here to curse them. But not only was there a lot of them, they were loud. The Bible says there's a, there's a shout. The shout of a king is among them. Let me tell you, what I just preached to you ought to make you shout. If you know what I've just said, it ought to make you run these these pews, these seats. I ought to have to catch you out there by Applebee's after church. Some of y'all ought to be halfway to Jessup by now. But you don't believe it. You don't believe what I'm telling you. Somewhere down the road, you think that I'll get in there, I'll earn it some way, I'll earn this relationship with God, and I'm telling you, it cannot be done. It cannot be done. And here is an amazing, wonderful truth that if our faith is placed in Christ, he does not see our sin. He does not see our iniquity. He does not see our failure. And the Bible says, and there was a shout among them. I'm telling you, there ought to be a shout among us. There ought to be a shout among us. We ought to be a loud people. We ought to be a rejoicing people. We ought to be a praising people. I ought to have to tell you to sit down, not speak up, that sit down and shut up for a little while and let me preach. But you know what? We don't believe it. But I'm telling you, you say, wait just a minute. Wait, whoa, 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 pastor. Now, I come out of the Baptist church Thank you for telling me. Well, Pastor, I came out of the Catholic Church. I don't do all that stuff. Pastor, I came out of the Methodist Church. Well, praise the Lord, brother. This ain't got nothing to do. I, I didn't re That don't say, and there was a Baptist shout among them. It doesn't say there was a Pentecostal shout among them. It doesn't say, well, there was a Methodist shout among them. You know what it says? The shout of a king. The shout of a king was among them. Well, Pastor, you just don't know. I'm just my background. I don't, you don't know where I come from and what I come out of. See, that's your problem. That's my problem. I know where I came out of and I can't shut up. I know what I came out of and I can't be quiet. I know what God brought me from. I said, I know what God brought me from. Therefore, there's a shout. Let me tell you, there was a realtor he told some people that were new to the church, this has been, they've been going here two years now, and he told them a breakdown of churches. And he said, if you want to go, 
They bought a house from him. He said, do you want to go to this church? Now, this church is your Baptist church. Your traditional Baptist church. If you want to go over here, you go to this church. And he said, do you want to go to, I don't know, this is whatever, go to this church. <coughs> he said, now, if you like it loud, you like to shout and stuff, here's a traditional, I thought that was funny, here's a traditional Pentecostal church now but I'll warn you they shout and run and dance over there they're telling me this and I said really that's what they said see now I, I, I was trying to be good I was trying to keep things calm I said, I'm going to try to keep things, you know. I want people from all over, different places, you know, different backgrounds to come in. So I'm going to try to keep things calm around here. And then I heard that. Here I am trying to be good. Trying to keep, you know, it's all right. Just hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And then I find out, me trying to do that, the talk is that we're hanging from the chandeliers. That day, I changed my mind. I said, if they're going to talk about us, if they're going to say we're shouting, and they're going to say we're running, I need some help in here. If they're going to say we're lifting hands, if they're going to say we're making noise, then we might as well shout. We might as well run. We might as well get loud. Hallelujah. But here's the truth. They ought not be a quiet church. When you know what God's brought you from. I wish I could get a witness in the house. I wish I could get somebody to praise God in this house. Hey, when you know what God's brought you from. There ought to be a shout, a shout in the house. Well, glory. Hallelujah. Stand, stand up, stand up, stand up. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> wow. A shout of a kingdom of We got something to shout about. I said, we've got something to shout about. Well, you're crazy. Uh, yeah, I am. I have. I've lost my mind. I put on the mind of Christ. This ain't a denominational thing. This is a Jesus thing. I said, this is a Jesus thing. There was a shout of the king. A shout of the king was among them. And now let me finish. Stay, stay standing there. (laughs) 
verse 22, says, God brought them out of Egypt. Oh, he brought me out of Egypt. Egypt represents sin. You want to know why there was a shout among them? Because they know where God delivered them from. Some of you have become way too cute. Your clothes are too cute. Your hair is too cute. It's so cute that you don't want to mess it up. You want to become reserved. I'm telling you right now, when you know what God has brought you out of. I wish I had about a hundred people right now that knew what I was talking about. When you know what God's brought you out of, you'll lose all your cuteness. You'll lose all your reservations. When you remember what God has brought you from. Can I tell you, you ain't always been saved. You ain't always had a clean mouth. You ain't always smoked nothing but Boston butt. Come on, somebody. But you've been washed. But you've been forgiven. But you've been brought out by his power. Well, glory. Hey, hallelujah. There's a shout of a king among them. There's a shout of a king among them. Oh God, let the shout return to the house. I said, let the shout return to the house. I said, let the shout return to the house. Let a shout return to the house. Goes on verse 23. Says there's no magic curse I can use against them. There's no divination I can use against them. All I can say. Next verse, chapter 23. Verse 23, yeah. What great things. <laughs> I can't do nothing with them. There's going to be people that are going to look at you and say, I ain't got nothing for them. I don't care nothing about them. But there's one thing I can say. It had to be God. It had to be God. I said it had to be God. There wasn't no hope for them but God. You gonna help me or are you scared back there? What great things God has done. I pray when they drive by here, Carl, they'll say they ain't no way. I don't believe it. Building a building. I've got the one filled up. They're fixing to fill the other. I don't believe it. Building a building Hope House back there? No way. No way. He ain't educated. He ain't smart enough. He ain't been enough seminary to amount to anything yet, but I spent time with God. We spent time with God. Not by might, not by power, but by His Spirit, says the Lord. There's a shout of a king among us. Oh, there's a shout of a king among us. There's no magic curse against Jacob. There's nothing I can do. And I'm reminded of this scripture in Isaiah chapter 54, 
verse 17, and we're going to just close with that. No weapon. No weapon formed against you. Listen, he never said Satan wouldn't try. The Bible says he's seeking whom he may devour. He's looking for somebody who'll let, let, let down their guard. He's looking for somebody he can attack. But let me tell you, just cause you show up don't mean you get to show out. I don't just cause you dress up don't mean you get to play. Do you hear what I'm saying? And Satan, he'll try to attack you. He'll try to form the weapon. But I'm gonna encourage somebody today. No weapon formed against you will succeed. I like this next part. And you will refute any accusation raised against you in court. What are you talking about? I'm talking about this. Satan's going to make accusation. People are going to make accusation. But no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. Look what it says. Hey, listen. I like this is the heritage of the Lord's. This is a promise for me, Mike. This is my promise. I'm walking out. I'm shouting today. I'm walking this thing out because I know this is for me. This is my heritage. Anybody hear me today? This is our heritage. And their vindication is from me. This is the Lord's declaration. If you believe that, will you make a shout in the house today? Well, call him up. Call him up. Tell him what you want. I, I, hold on just a minute. I don't know if I got the strength to do this, but I feel a shout in the house today. Once like a bird in prison, I dwelt. No freedom from the sorrow I felt. Then Jesus came. Then Jesus came. And he lifted me. Glory to God. He set me free. Well, call him up. Call him up. Tell the Lord what you want. I said, call him up. Call him up. Tell him what you want. <laughs> Shout. Call him up. Lord, Lord. Somebody hand me a phone. Somebody hand me a phone. And money too. Woo, hallelujah. <laughs> Lord, let me tell you what's going on. Tell him, tell him. <laughs> Satan has been smacking his lips at me. Yeah, running his trap. Uh-huh. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, I read, I read that. Isaiah, yes, yes, sir. Isaiah 54, verse, yes, sir, no whip, uh-huh, for, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, 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 
Yeah, I remember. I rem you hear what I'm saying? No weapon. No weapon. No weapon. No weapon. No weapon. Huh. Well, lift your hands. Father, Lord, right now I thank you. I'm reminded of the blessing that you have blessed us with. This is the heritage of the Lord. This is what belongs to God's children. We are victorious. I said we are victorious through the blood of Jesus. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Sins forgiven, blood washed, redeemed, walking in victory. Now God, I give you praise. I give you glory. I give you honor in Jesus' name. I want you to look at me right now. Look dead in my eyes. Look dead in my eyes like we're the only ones here. And I want to ask you something. Have your sins been forgiven? Do you know Jesus? I'm not talking about, well, I go to church. I've been baptized. No, 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 no. Do you know Jesus in the way I'm talking about? Do you know him like I know him? Have you placed your faith in him and it's changed your life? I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about church. I'm talking about do you have a relationship? Have you placed your faith totally in Christ and his finished work, what he's done for you? Have you? Have you? If not, look at me. If not, today's your day. How many believes that today is the day of salvation? you don't know Jesus, don't wait till tomorrow. Tomorrow may never come. Today, make the, make the choice now. Let me tell you something. Is the, ask you something. Is the Lord dealing with you right now? If He is, think about the miracle that's taking place right now. Seven billion people on the face of this earth and God's dealing with you. Why? Because He loves you. Why? Because He cares for you. Why? Because He sees something you don't see in yourself today. So I'm, this is what I'm saying. If you don't, well, what do I have to do, preacher? Call on Jesus today. If he's dealing with you, he's already called on you. And he's just wanting you to respond right now. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Oh God, Holy Spirit, convict right now. Hear me, church, this would be the best decision you've ever made in your life. God is calling you and there is room at the cross for you today. There's room at the cross for you today. Listen, I know you've tried and you failed. I know you wanted to be, a, you, you, you said January, I'm going to do better. But better never came. Try Jesus. It said try Jesus. It'll be better than a resolution. It'll be restoration. Complete healing. Deliverance. All you've got to do is place your faith in Christ. Right now, with every head bowed and every eye closed, you say, Pastor, I, I, I want to cut through all the religious stuff. I need Jesus. I'm just going to be honest. I need Jesus. If that's you, lift your hand up high right now. Lift it up higher. I see that hand. Anybody else? I see that hand. Anybody else? Lift it high. I see that hand. Anybody else? Anybody else? Lift it up high. Ma'am, sir.
Anybody else? I see that hand. Thank you. Don't wait. Don't wait. I'll wait till tomorrow. You don't know if you got till tomorrow. Today is the day of salvation. Anybody else? Lift it up high. Now I want you to look at me. Everybody look up at this pastor, this preacher today. All you got to do is believe in Jesus. Let me tell you what he done for you. He died for you so that you can live. And while he was on that cross, the Bible says he bore all of our sin. Every sin, past, present, and future. He bore it on the cross. And when he died, sin died. And when he came back alive, alive and he rose again, you rose again with him today if your faith is in him. All you got to do is believe Jesus done it and he done it for you. That's all you got to do. Are you ready? You who raised your hands, are you listening to me? Church, I don't want nobody to pray this prayer by themselves. We're going to pray it together. Prayer does not save you, but faith in Him, believing what you're saying. Believing to the one you're saying it to, that He's hearing your prayer. When you leave out of here, join in our shout. There should be a shout, there should be a shout of a king in your life. And we're going to leave out of here shouting. We're going to leave out of here praising God. I want us to say it together. Church, are you ready? Let's say it. Say, Lord. Lord. Here I am. Here I am. I believe that you died for me. And you rose again for me. I can't do this by myself. I can't do life by myself. I need you. I believe that you died for me and rose again. I give you my life. I trust you. I give you all that I am. I lay it at your feet. Come into my life. Live inside of me. Make me a new person. Lord, I receive your mercy. I receive your grace. I receive your forgiveness. Thank you for saving me. Today, I know. Today, I know. Sound like you know it now. Today, I know. I am saved. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, can you give God a shout? Come on, can you give God a shout? Shout us out. Shout us out. I love you. God bless you. See you next week. We hope that you were encouraged by today's message. If you were, please feel free to share on social media, subscribe, or leave us a review. We can't wait for you to join us here again.